0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and welcome back to our Headshot Photographer mini-series. Over the last few weeks, we have been doing one-on-one episodes With headshot photographers from different markets with different specialties talking and answering your questions everything you've ever wanted to know behind the lens of a headshot photographer and today i am so excited because we get to bring in some of our favorite people in the world the atlanta market hi how you guys doing i love you guys You're really great people. I'm so glad you're here. Atlanta team. And anyone who is thinking about moving to Atlanta, because I know that's a lot of you, please meet Chase Anderson. Chase was recommended to me by Gabrielle Binloss, who you guys know, my friend. She's on this podcast all the time. She's an incredible actor in Atlanta, and she books like crazy with her Chase photos. When I said to her, I need to talk to an Atlanta photographer, Chase Anderson just fell right out of her mouth. So you know that means he has to be good because she's really picky. She tells the truth. So she would tell us. So Chase himself is also an actor. And if you're noticing a theme, that seems to be a very common thing throughout a lot of our headshot photographers. I believe that actors make incredible directors. And so it makes perfect sense to me that actors also make incredible headshot photographers. So in his time in the business since 2013, he started to transition from a serving job to headshots as a way to break out of the service business. We all know we secretly hate love deep, deep down. And in his work, over time, he has shot tons of headshots as well as booked tons of projects like several high-level commercials and over 30 episodes of television, which we love someone who's bookable who knows what books. He likes to say, I use what I've learned during my time as a professional auditioner and sometimes actor to help my clients take the best possible headshots they can let's make you look like a billion bucks, just like these companies. And I am so into this. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please enjoy headshot photographer and actor based in Atlanta, Chase Anderson.
1: My name is Chase Anderson. I am a headshot photographer and actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. Amazing.
0: And how long have you been taking headshots for?
1: I think the number is six years. Nice. So I've been acting for 10, 11, and essentially taking headshots for half that time.
0: How did you decide to add taking headshots to your breadth of work?
1: Decide to add. That's a funny way of putting it. I waited tables the first half and I was miserable. It's not the most ideal situation that's conducive for like growth when you're just waiting tables around alcohol, around just working too hard for too little of money. So what I remember is I booked a commercial for Pepsi and got a little bit of comfort money on that, got a camera, decided to take the month of January off to see if I could learn it, and I guess it worked out. I did take some shifts after that January, but it was kind of spotty, so it's kind of a slow transition.
0: I love that. And do you feel like it's changed the way you look at your own headshots as an actor? Totally.
1: Yeah, it does. I think without a doubt there's a bit of like the mystery is gone because I am so focused on like all these actors coming to me and like where they are in their career and what their needs are. Inevitably, you're just building data for like what I need and what would be successful for me and, and whatnot, for sure.
0: Yeah. I love the term building data. I think that's what yeah. we kind of do all the time mm-hmm. in our job. Yeah,
1: sometimes you just got to take the data. You don't have to react to it. Just let it collect.
0: You know, it's weird. We as actors really like to emotionally react to things. I don't know what that is, but we do it for some reason. For you, right? We have a we have a list of questions we're asking everyone, but I'm curious too how they change based on people's locations because it seems as though there's kind of a style to different headshots and like the way that they're done depending on the market. And so We're going to ask you similar questions, but it might be different than the other people we've talked to so far. So that's kind of what's exciting about this series. For you, what is the difference between a headshot and a branding or editorial shoot?
1: To start, I think headshots are moving in an editorial direction. It's kind of blending together. I I think if you've been looking at headshots over the last five years, you'll you'll notice that the frame is getting a little wider. So to start, uh, foundationally, I think it is blending into that. However, the usage of like a branding shot, an editorial shot is going to be social, IMDb, any press related, anything like if you've got a show coming out, variety deadline, something like that. But on a specific like logistical level, I like to just say it's an essence shot that like the headshot rules kind of fall away. So you're zooming out a little bit, the frame can get bigger, the rules fall away. Maybe we throw a prop in, there's a table, there's a chair. You're kind of, maybe you're creating more of an environment. But essentially, it is just a general theatric. To me, that is just like a little wider and the rules are are gone.
0: Love that. What do you mean by rules?
1: With anything, they say you should learn the rules before you break the rules, right? So I think like a headshot is naturally just that like a headshot right here. This is my face. It needs to be this way. The eyes should be lit this way. My face should be lit this way. Really like the constraints right here. So there's that.
0: Yeah. Are there any rules that you feel like were previously told to you in your career or as a photographer that you think no longer exist? So for example, when I was first acting, I was told not to wear white in photos. And I was also told, like, don't wear patterns and things like that. Like, are are there any rules that have disappeared?
1: I think both of those have disappeared. And I think that's probably why you're saying them. Yeah, I think a lot of those rules, like, might exist to have you blend in what this stuff is supposed to look like. But now I think we're encouraging more personality, more creativity that, like, those rules don't necessarily matter. Like, I encourage If it works in the frame, like I'm always super excited when someone has like a very unique piece of clothing or something that really stands out and expresses who you are. I would imagine that that has not always been the case. I think the white is like people have photographed white poorly over the years and people are just like, don't don't wear that. And probably the cameras have gotten a a whole lot better to where we can read darker tones in the camera white, while also pulling out the detail in the white and the white, not not to get too nerdy on you, but the sensors are so crazy that you can get all of the the detail in there.
0: I think this is good for us to know, though, too, because sometimes we don't think about the nerdy elements when we think about a headshot. We get really into like, what is going to get me cast? What is get me a job? And to think like there's actually a science behind taking a picture and there's actually logistical ways that cameras work takes some of the onus off of us, and puts it a little bit out of our hands, which is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, everyone needs that. Most everyone. I try not to say the same thing at the beginning of every session, but I'm if I'm getting the sense that I can curse, I'll be like, hey, feel free to fuck up. Do not be perfect here. All of that like control that you've probably tried to bring into the room Hopefully we can let that fall away.
0: Yeah. How have you seen actors best maximize their time in a headshot, whether it's with wardrobe or how many looks or coming with a plan, but also being ready to fuck up like you just said? How do we get the best session?
1: Kind of all the ways that you just mentioned, but with balance. I love when people know what they want. They have thought about this and they have wardrobe to match the looks or the ideas that they're trying to execute and they have them set and they have options for those. But to an extent, again, there is an overplanning that I have seen some clients do where they've planned so much that it doesn't leave room for spontaneity, creativity, collaboration. So my wish for everyone is like plan it out, but like just come to hang out. And to mm-hmm. make stuff. Try not to be like, this is the career defining moment for me for like the next two years. Just come try and like hang out in front of the camera. Let's play. Let's see what happens.
0: What does over planning look like?
1: Over planning is like holding so rigorously to maybe there are specific images that you're using as inspiration, specific headshots that is you previously or is of another actor that you that you enjoy there's something of like a replication that is trying to to happen instead of you just showing up and having those elements in mind and then letting go i know the phrase letting go like sucks we hit we hear it when we're acting when we're getting our picture taken but when you're not like this and you realize that like i'm there to help you hair and makeup is there to help you like we're all collaborating only good things can happen
0: yeah it reminds me of the work we do before on audition or before we go to set so it's like you can prepare and be ready Mm -hmm. but you also have to be able to realize that you've pictured this whole scene with a door that closes but it's a pocket door so now what are you gonna do
1: it's also like when you're doing an audition like taping it like at your house and like you killed the first half the second half is a little off and then you try to do it again and you're like, you're set in this like replication of that first half, but you never nail it again. Like you did at that time.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's almost like, well, I guess I'll just put this one out there because this is great. It It's that's that hard.
1: Let's splice it right there.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you see that in headshot sessions too, because people feel like, you know, I don't know if you're, are you a photographer who will like kind of show pictures in between sets to see if that's what the client wants? Like what's your What's your go-to? It's
1: on the screen. Most all the time it faces away. I don't love people to see it because more often than not, people don't like to, it kind of throws the energy out of the room when people see what's happening.
0: I was wondering if that aids your actors when they're in their headshot session to see what's going on and be like, oh yeah, this, yeah, is, what, this so. is great. This is working. <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> I will like, I'll show like a specific element your hair's doing this. Are we enjoying it like this? Because again, I'm not trying to control what your hair is. I don't know what it looks like every day. I don't know what your ideal hair day is. But sometimes I'll be like, this is what it's doing. So if I can point to something specific there, I try not to just be like, this is what we're doing. How do we feel? That's not really a recipe for success.
0: Can you walk me through what a headshot session with you looks like between like, where do people book? And then step A, B, C, how does this all work? And you can get as detailed as you'd like. Sure.
1: So I have a form on my website that you fill out that sends an email to us. My assistant, Lindsay, will get you scheduled via email. Once we go through that process, you show up, you come in. We will then make some small talk while you're, you're hanging your clothes up. And then we just kind of do a little consult over what you've brought into the studio looks you're trying to execute, match that to the wardrobe that you've brought, and then I'll give my input and just kind of feel out what you're trying to do. From there, you'll either jump into the makeup chair or we'll get into it. I'll start testing light. Once I've got the light set how I like it, I'll do my little spiel and then we'll, we'll start doing it. I like to be a little quieter on notes to the actor, to the client at the beginning, because I don't want to step all over just like who you are, what you're doing. I wanna get a feel for like what's your natural habits, what you like to do, what you're trying to do and what that looks like versus what it could look like once I start talking. And then I just, I don't shut up for <laughs> however long it takes to get what I think is the shot and more after that. I usually try to pull a commercial shot out of every look that we're doing already so that we're not burning a look on just purely on commercial unless it's in like a darker world that we've that we've built around you. Yeah. And then we go through however many looks we've got there and then we high five at the end and call it a day.
2: Cool. I see you. You're sitting in your car right now listening to this podcast thinking, oh, it's that time of year. I guess I should really get some new headshots. After the strike last year, I
0: look a little different. I feel a little different. Maybe I want to get a new agent. Maybe I need to make my agent happier. Oh, my God, I should just go sign up for
2: headshots right now. And immediately you go into a panic mode not knowing what you're going to do. How do you get the right headshots? Fast forward to the headshot class. We are teaching a headshot class between Sam and I and you guys are invited. Yes.
0: Guys, if you enjoy listening to myself and Gabrielle talk about our working actor life. We have learned so much about headshots and we are putting it all down for you guys. We get more questions about that than probably anything else. So we have decided to make a full class about it, specifically how to decide what it is your package is missing, how to get
2: the headshots that fit those holes and how to do them Right. Not only that, but we also have some stuff leading up to it. Sam has a bunch of different podcasts coming out that's going to be all about the different photographers and what they like the best out of actors. You might even be listening to one of them now. So we are setting you up that way you can join the headshot class and know exactly what you're getting yourself into and by the end of it, know exactly what you need for your headshots. If this sounds like something you guys are looking for, and trust
0: me, you need this class. I wish I would have had it so long ago. It saved so much time and so much money. The class is February 16th. It will be 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, all held over Zoom, so anywhere across the world you can join in from. We will be doing a live work session where you guys will be able to work on the notes we give you. We will give you a full headshot guide. We will take you through the steps to get the shots you're missing. And there's even going to be follow-up afterwards, so we're going to make sure everyone gets All the information they need for their next headshots.
2: And just in case you're wondering, what happens if you register for this class and you get booked and you can't actually be there? Don't you worry, it will be recorded and you will get your own recording because we want you to be able to use this in the future on other headshots as well. So think of it as an investment, not only for your headshots now, but for your headshots in the future.
0: Oh, the amount of money I could get back if I could have this class first.
2: Guys, sign up anywhere in the show notes for this podcast. It will also be
0: linked in both of our social medias. Let (laughs) us know if you can't find the link. We will definitely. Definitely link you to it. We are so excited and spots will fill up fast because this is prime headshot time. So get signed up, get the guidance you need and stop getting shitty headshots. What is for you the difference between a commercial and a theatrical? For me personally, those lines have blurred the longer I'm in the business.
1: For me, that is a rule that has not gone away. Every agent will tell you something different. So like if you interview a bunch of agents, they would tell you it doesn't matter. It does matter. But for me, if there's teeth and we're smiling, it's going to be a commercial shot unless your agent is creative and doesn't Mm -hmm. care. But most of them, I think, care about that rule. So like if you're smiling, your teeth are showing, we'll consider that a commercial headshot. There's times where maybe you've got kind of like a I'll say like a goth style or something like that. Or there's something like darker in you. I've taken commercial shots where it is like a darker vibe and you're wearing dark clothes and you are like the perfect smile. And it's like, I think that works for you. Not everybody, but for you. That's like, that was awesome. And I hope your agent feels the same way. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, we're just trying to show that like, I'm probably a cool person to hang out with and I'm not a jerk. And yes. obviously, like I can sell the product, but I think like I'm a big believer in it being that simple. Like we just want to show that you're not an asshole. You've got a good vibe. You would be fine to hang out with on set or you drink with.
0: And for our actors who just heard that and think, well, I play a lot of assholes. What would you <laughs> yeah. say to them?
1: <laughs> well, I would say that like maybe I was just talking about commercial, maybe not so much like the character or essence shots.
0: Love that. You know, again,
1: nobody's ever right. No situation is ever 100% the same.
0: Yeah. How many looks do people typically bring into a headshot session with you? Do you have different sets that they buy for time or looks? How do you you, uh, assess yours out?
1: I've been doing more time lately. During the strike, I was doing a bunch of timed sessions, a lot of 20-minute sessions, really just to test out business-wise if I enjoyed it, if it was a good decision to open that up. Historically, I've been doing it by looks, but I think as we move forward, we'll probably do quick hitter 20 minute sessions, but still keep the by look sessions going. I would say the most common is like a two to three look session, which I think is like the sweet spot. Yeah. Sometimes like six is necessary because we want to get all these specific situations going, but six looks is like, We're there a while. That's (laughs) a lot. Your energy level and like everyone in the room, like we have to be like cognizant of that while we're going. So two to three is kind of money.
0: Six is a lot. And that sounds like there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen of, you know, this agent thinks you should get that. This manager thinks you should get that. How do you see actors and maybe yourself as well navigate all of the opinions you get about what headshot you're supposed to get?
1: That's a really good question. Anytime I give advice, I'm usually like, hey, take this for what it's worth. This is my experience as an actor. But like, I might not be right here. And a lot of other people might be wrong here. A lot of people get paid for their opinions, So just like, take that with a grain of salt. They have to tell you that they are right because that is how they make some money. I think probably... Without just like saying like use your intuition and like wisdom gained throughout the years, I would look to peers, actors in your market that you respect, that you see are successful and how are they going about accomplishing this goal? But I think the biggest thing is like take tools from what everyone says, just like acting techniques, take from that acting technique as a tool and just kind of see what feels right for you. No one, not you, not me, like no one knows how to do this. It is cosmic. It is random. It is not by merit. You can only just do what feels right to
0: you at the end of the day. It's like the basis of what this podcast was started from (laughs) because I was like, who understands what we're doing? Can someone please tell me and get on a microphone and and explain it to me? And to think of something as headshots, which, you know, Gabrielle and I are teaching a headshot class specifically on this because I think- We're pulled in so many different directions, but the beauty of doing all of these podcasts with different headshot photographers is a lot of you are feeling the exact same way and putting it in the exact same way, but just using different verbiage, which is a lot of times I think the messages we get as actors, we just will guide ourselves toward one person's particular verbiage as opposed to another. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like the oatmeal aisle in the grocery store. It's all fucking oatmeal. It's just in different packages. Like, which one do you want to buy? What do you see as a through line for success in a headshot session? And what do you see as a through line for headshots that maybe don't go well?
1: I think to answer both of those is it's different sides of the same coin. And I've mentioned it a little bit already, but it's just allowing, it's coming prepared, but allowing space for collaboration, connection with your photographer and spontaneity. That is really, I think that is the recipe. Know what you want to do, allow things to take place that change that. Don't try to make one specific thing must happen. I also like to say, unless there's cell phones pointed at you all the time, we don't get professional cameras pointed at us a lot. I don't know, maybe if you're a model, you have a ton of practice, but like in a perfect world, when someone comes into the studio, it is almost like I wish more people would come in as like, this is just me getting reps in front of the camera. This is practice. I will get tools that I can use after this in the form of the images. But I think what goes hand in hand with someone holding on too tightly. Well, I did think and now I don't think because I lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You only need one. I say that all the time. Yeah, like casting and roles and stuff. Like you really, you only need one person to really like love you in this business to change the game. You only need like for headshots, you're going to take so many in a session. And the idea of us using more than three is a lot.
1: And not only that, like this doesn't apply to everyone at every stage, but like once casting knows me, they're probably just like, oh, we got a new photo.
0: Yeah, and you're in the Atlanta market, which you have- less casting directors than los angeles for example and Mm -hmm. so like how many you guys have like five major casting offices five or 12 is it did i make that number up
1: no it's definitely somewhere in between there i don't know the exact thing but it's it's probably it's probably five to nine something like that
0: do you think there's a different style of photographs for your market versus other markets
1: That is like a phrase like I need an Atlanta market headshot that has been around for years. And I think I think it used to be true because this, you know, to an extent, this still is. But historically so has always been a local casting market where we need to fill out the rest of this show with some co-stars that combined with there wasn't at the time. The level that it is now of like experienced headshot photographers. Oh, so you have those two things coming together is what kind of defined that. I've never had anyone tell me this, but this is just my theory on it. It's like the, the Atlanta market headshot is character driven. You look like the character, suggest the character that you're trying to do. And that's kind of what we need. We need to inform casting. They don't have imaginations. But I think, you know, like... You can can get a series regular in Atlanta these days. People do it. We're reading for series regulars. We're reading for guest stars all the time. So I don't think it applies necessarily so much anymore, but it is super useful. Like we're still casting co-stars here, but I think increasingly, especially with social media, all I get on my Explore page is everyone else's headshots. I've probably seen every actor in the country's headshots just by looking on my Explore page. So like all these photographers see everyone else's stuff, whether they're looking at the other photographers page or just like actors pages. So everyone's styles, I think, kind of blends together. I can tell when like a lighting setup is different. And like this photographer uses this lighting setup, but like every market has photographers using different lighting setups in the same market. So.
0: Yeah, I think they've all really congealed. New York still seems to have a slightly darker vibe. But if you look at what casts in New York, that to me makes complete sense based on mm. what is casting in all the other markets. So it's just a, it's an interesting, it's so interesting to me because I think the Atlanta market, sometimes you guys, I don't know if you realize how much of the outside markets say like, I should probably just go to Atlanta. Like it just, <laughs> it used to be. Oh no, I'm aware yeah, yeah, right. You shoot a lot of actors who moved from bigger markets to Atlanta.
1: Yeah, it's funny. So pandemic, we'll say, started. You know, a lot of people made choices about their lifestyle and where, where they wanted to be. I feel like I had a front row seat to the mass, not Exodus, but migration to Atlanta. Because as soon as, you know, I started shooting again, which I don't remember when I started, but months later, it is just, oh, I'm from LA. Oh, I'm from LA. I'm from New York. I'm from Michigan, Ohio, Chicago, Toronto. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I've been here boots on the ground for a while now, myself as the actor. Yeah. Definitely saw that. I think that phrase, like, you can look at it, oh, I'll just go to Atlanta because like that's where people go and it'll just be easy. But there's a lot more people here now and people have been doing this for a while and have relationships with those agents and, and casting directors at this point where I still believe that Atlanta is probably the best place to start your career, but it is by no means just going to happen here.
0: Yeah, I think that it's a backhanded compliment in some ways that Atlanta is a booming market, but that doesn't mean that just because you were in a different market, it means that you could go to a place like Atlanta and you will start booking. That's not really how this business works. So I think that's a good I think it's just a good thing for you to see whoever is listening to this as an actor. It doesn't matter where you're going, the equipment you need to succeed there is still the same. You need relationships, you need good work, you need a good package, you need your craft, and you need a really good headshot.
1: Yeah. And a really good attitude. <laughs> really
0: good attitude. Can you tell when someone comes in for a headshot session if they are there because they have to be or they feel like they don't want to be? Is there an energy or a vibe that comes through when people are excited to still be in this career?
1: I mean, yeah, enthusiasm is is obvious. Like, yes, like to an extent, a lot of people will let the jadedness out when they're in the studio because, you know, we're just chatting and going back and forth. But I think the the enthusiasm is what stands out. I think the jadedness is just like, I don't know, we're kind of like used to just people talking that way. So enthusiasm and still being excited about anything is like, oh, hello. Yeah,
0: it draws you in. It draws you in. Is there anything else you want actors to know? as an actor, as a headshot photographer, anything of that nature?
1: I don't know. I think I've hit on it a good bit on this. But just yeah, if you want to be successful, try not to treat it like an end all be all thing that you have to hold tightly to come in and just try and collaborate and have a good time and just be curious of what happens. I think that's best you can do.
0: Love that. Chase, thank you so much for your time. If people want to book a headshot session with you, reach out, see your stuff, where do you want to direct them to?
1: Go to my website. So it's chaseandersonphoto.com. If you want to skip all of that, go chaseandersonphoto.com slash book and we can get you set.
0: Love it. I love shortcut. Chase, thank you so much. You got it. Thanks for having me.